0: Today on Goodbye Heartbreak, Hello Purpose.
1: There were many times when I felt like my husband was not who I wanted him to be, but what I realized is that I was asking my husband to be God. Hey sis, welcome to the Goodbye
0: Heartbreak, Hello Purpose podcast. The place where you learn how to move forward from heartbreak and achieve wholeness through emotional healing, spiritual growth, uncovering identity and behavior patterns and saying yes to the calling god placed in your life i'm your host candace fatties and i know what it's like to be heartbroken and confused about who you are and what god created you to do but i also know what it's like to be healed and hold with clarity if you're ready to have your broken heart mended grow your faith and discover who you are why you do what you do and what you were created to do look no further you're definitely in the right place So kick off those cute shoes that's been hurting your feet all day and turn me up in those earbuds. We're about to get into it. Hey sis, and welcome back for part two of our special bonus episode from last week. Y'all, didn't I say you would be on the edge of your seat? I know I was, and I did this interview. I had already listened to this once when I had the interview, but I still, as I replayed it and listened to it, after it aired, I seriously was on the edge of my seat like, girl, what? Yes. So we're going to get into part two in just a moment. But first, I want to go ahead and read a five-star written review. And this one is from Cheryl21B, and it is titled, Trusting God for an Abundant Life. And it reads, Thank you, sis, for your vulnerability and your willingness to share your truth, faithfulness, and trust in the Word of God. Your testimony and insightful dialogue on purpose, relationship with God, and your journey toward who the Lord has created you to be is a blessing. Thank you for this five-star written review, Cheryl21B. I really, really appreciate it. And you guys, if you want your shout out on the podcast, go ahead and leave me a five-star written review. It really helps the show. It helps people who need it find it. So guys... Let's go. We are getting back into part two. First of all, if you have not listened to last week's part one, part two will not make sense to you, I promise. So you need to go back, listen to part one of this episode because it's going to give all the backstory as we move forward in part two. And you will be on the edge of your seat again. (laughs) Trying to figure out what is going to happen next. But Erica is really going to talk today about, you know, the process she went through um, with, you know, the information that she dropped on us at the end of part one. How she went through that and how, you know, she got her life together as she partnered with God and really became, you know, a thriving and surviving woman. So I cannot wait to get into it. And you guys, you know, she talked about some stuff in part one and she's going to talk about more stuff in part two. And, you know, I just want you to know that this is her story. It's her journey. It's where she has been. Okay, so definitely do not take this as, you know, her giving you advice on things to do. And she's even going to tell you, you know, ways that she managed her illness and things like that. Again, we're not medical professionals because, you know, she'll be talking about how she, you know, again, Handled that uh, situation, but she's also gonna tell you you should consult with your doctor if you're considering anything of that sort. So I just wanna give that disclaimer that the things that we're talking about in these episodes are, again, the journey. She's giving her testimony, she's giving her story, which is amazing what she has walked through and what she's gone through, but it's not quote unquote advice. (laughs) So don't, I advise you not to take it as such. And, you know, again, as far as it goes with the medical stuff, get with a medical professional before making any decisions if you find yourself in a situation, okay? So, with that being said, let's welcome back our Jesus-loving Puerto Rican life coach Erica. Come on, says, let's do this. Wow. I want to touch on something you said because I I want people to know that okay, we, you've said you prayed for a hunger yes. for God's word, like you wanted to want to read God's word. That's right. And that is so important for people to know, because I think people think that it should be inherent. And if it's not inherent, then it's like an unnatural thing right. to ask God to give you this hunger, to give you this thirst. But it's not, it is very, it's very natural. How many times you see people joke about it? They say, when you open a Bible, you automatically fall asleep. Like, Mm -hmm. because it's just not the natural thing that people think they want to read. But if you've never opened a Bible, if you never read it, you would not know, like, you couldn't make this stuff up because that's the things right. that are in there, it's, it's such amazing things to see what people had to one to endure and to, to overcome. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but if you feel like you're like, I have no desire to read the Bible, like I'm not interested, but that's the only way that you can see transformation in your life, then you need to pray and ask God to give you that hunger, to give you that thirst for his word and for his truth and for his wisdom so that, you know, you can know what God's word says. And when you pray, you're not praying what the Bible says amiss because you will pray his word. You can learn his word and get it in your heart. And that way, when you're talking to him, he, and y'all speaking the same language, you know? And so that's, that helps so much, so much. I didn't want to enter it. Like, I just really wanted to touch on that. It was so good that you said that. Um so, we, so y'all moved to California, you're diagnosed with cancer. First of all, I just want to say you look amazing. And <laughs> Thank uh, since you for being a uh, cancer survivor, I'm not sure where you are in this journey right now, but um, mm. that's such an amazing uh, story. And so what kind of happened from there?
1: It was a slow process because at the time I was still using drugs and drinking. And as a lot of alcoholics... Tend to do. Um, I was pretty blind to the fact that I had a problem, and what I started realizing was that whenever I drank, I would get very um, like puffy, like my hands and my face would get very puffy. And then I was diagnosed with cancer, so I was like, you know what, I won't drink. But in California, marijuana was. Is legal and so I was like, you know, I could just get edibles now. I don't need to have a dealer and like do whatever. I had discontinued psychedelics, um, and because I had been competing, I had actually discontinued all drug use just because, at some level, it stimulated an appetite and I needed to be strict on my diet. So, um, so I had come back to using drugs again, and especially after getting diagnosed with cancer, because there's research that showed that cannabis could help in managing cancer. Now, that's a different conversation. I w- if you struggle with any sort of addiction, if you have an addictive personality, if you don't know how to, you know, be moderating your intake of anything, then I don't recommend if you're con- if you're diagnosed with cancer, God forbid, um, I don't think that that's a good option, to be honest. And I I didn't know that until later down the line for myself. So I'm diagnosed with cancer. And because I had been studying the word at that point for almost a year, it was about 12 months, I, di- I was diagnosed in December. Um, I had read the Bible in a year in 2015. And then I really dug in um, into the word in 2016. And I remember I got the diagnosis. I was alone. I went for like a a post-op appointment because I had a lymph node removed. And the surgeon ends up telling me, he was like, have you talked to your oncologist? And I was like, no. And he's like, okay, let me get her on the phone. She was like on jury duty somewhere and she couldn't pick up the phone. So he ends up giving me the news and me going in for my post-op appointment. I went on my lunch break. I had no idea that I was going to get that update. And so- I remember sitting there and he leaves me in the room. He tells me, he's like, the results show that you have this kind of cancer. And I was like, okay. And so he goes and he goes to try to get her on the phone. He's away for mad long, probably like 15, 20 minutes. So Mm -hmm. I had all that time to be by myself in the room. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember feeling like a warmth on me and I didn't, I didn't feel sad. I didn't feel afraid. I just felt peace And I remember feeling like I was being hugged by someone, but no one else was in the room. And I'll never forget it because it wasn't until I left that I cried out to God and like in my car was just like, why? You know, like Mm -hmm. I screamed and it was like the scream I needed to let out. Mm -hmm. And after that, I just was committed to being in God's word. Um, at the same time that I was like still getting high and all this stuff. So that's a different thing. But over time, I continued to grow in my walk with the Lord. And there was one day that um, I felt like my health was deteriorating. Like I could actually physically feel things happening. It was hard to breathe. It was like things were going on. And um, the Lord spoke to me. And it's it's very hard to explain how it happened, except that like I was receiving like thoughts that weren't my own and Mm -hmm. I was suddenly like not where I was. Um, And so what God told me came true and it was in 2021 that I had, I ended up having to early deliver my son at that point. I had already had one child and pregnant with my son had to early deliver him uh, to start chemo. And so I had managed the cancer naturally for, I want to say, four years. Okay. And during that time, the biggest thing was getting good rest, eating well, and exercise, and being in my Bible. Like, Mm -hmm. though I might not have been consistent with sleeping, I might not have been consistent with eating well and training but i was consistent in reading the word and in journaling my prayers and what i ended up doing was having like a support system uh meeting if you if you know me people who know me know that i'm extra organized and I'm organized to the point where if I foresee an issue coming up, I will get everything in order so that I can navigate it as smoothly as possible. So I anticipated with my doctors that we would probably need to do chemo. And so in advance of that, I had a meeting. I invited people. It's like, if you want to be part of the journey to getting through this and you want to support in some way, even if it's just prayer, especially if it's prayer, please be at this meeting. So I had a Zoom meeting. It's the middle of the pandemic, right? And, um, my one friend reaches out and she's like, at the time she wasn't a good friend. She was actually my husband's, uh, one of his oldest friends, his wife. And she reaches out and she's like, Hey, I can be the friend who checks on you every day and offers emotional support. And I was like, you're very sweet, but I don't want that. Please don't hit me up every day. <laughs> Just ask me how I'm doing. Um, but If you're down, I do Bible study every day and I'd love a Bible study partner because I hadn't found someone who had the hunger that I had now. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And so not even my husband, which was like a separate thing because I was always frustrated with him. I'm like, study the Bible with me. And he's like, I don't want to. (laughs) So I was always in the word by myself, which was fine. It was great. And having moved to California, we were so far from everyone who was in our support system. Okay. Um, we had a couple of friends in California. So I did a lot of life, just me and God, which was really mm-hmm. good, you know? And in 2019, I I realized that I had a problem with drugs and I was like, even though people had told me, um, but I I asked God, like, if, if I'm going to do this, I think it's only going to be you who takes it from me. So please take it from me. Mm-hmm. And months later, I was able to just cold turkey stop. Um, and I never went back to it. And then I end up being pregnant in 2020 and I stopped drinking. Um, and then I learned that I have to go through chemo. So I realized I can't drink then either. And then mm-hmm. my friend reaches out and she's like, hey, I'll do, I will do Bible study with you. Cause I, I actually love reading the Bible. And I was like, where have you been? Like, how come we don't know this about each other? You know? And immediately we start a Bible study and it was january of 2021 i ended up having my son in 20 uh, in february and then i started chemo a little like a few weeks after and um i got off social i didn't really like talk to a lot of people i talked to very few people and i was home with my little baby and i have this 3 year old at this point and the the one thing that I committed to was I might not have energy, right? Because he's waking up in the night. He was colicky. He was very different from my first child um, in terms of the level of, like, need. And mm-hmm. um, he wasn't very independent. He was very clingy. My daughter was not like that. So
0: like not to you.
1: it was hard. You, you know? <laughs> it was real hard. And I was, like, leaning on the Lord. And I was just like, I don't know how I'm going to get through this, but I know that you're going to get me through it. And I committed to being in my Bible. I was in my Bible, honestly, for hours a day. Like I didn't do anything else. I, if people take in a lot of content online, I was like, I'm gonna take in the content from the Bible and I'm gonna just be studying his word. And I, I bought studies and I read commentaries and that's what I, I committed to with my friend. And because I had my friend, we had this level of accountability And what we realized was that we had similar struggles and those struggles manifested most in our marriages. So we had the kind of similar issues in terms of communication with our husbands. And during this time, you know, my husband was not very communicative as far as what he was feeling or offering like emotional support. He kind of like Mm -hmm. shut down. Um, So God gave me that friend and another friend to rally around me and be that emotional support. And it came in the form of studying the word. And that's really when I was able to like express my emotions best. But I had that time to submit it to the Lord first before communicating. And what it taught me, that's when I realized you know, how prideful my heart was. And I was wanting these things from my husband, emotional support, words of affirmation, all these things that it was really... It wasn't his place to give to me all the time, but I could get that all the time from the Lord. And, that. you know, and so sometimes I felt there were many times when I felt like my husband was not who I wanted him to be. But what I realized is that I was asking my husband to be God.
0: Mm, man, 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 that right there. I try to get, that's one point I try to get across to a lot of ladies because I hear a lot of women say, well, you know, I want to be married. I don't want to be alone. I want to, you know, and they, but they have all these things going on. And it's like the things that you're seeking from the man is the thing that you should be seeking from God. That's right. And, and I'm just like, I want people to know that whatever issues you're having, whatever hunger that you do have, um, it's not going to go away when you get married. Mm. If, if anything, it's amplified it and worse. then you get yes, it gets worse because now you're like, oh, I have this person and they're supposed to be this and they're Mm -hmm. supposed to give me this and they're not giving it to you because they don't, it's not theirs to give. They're not capable. They're not God. And so it, it becomes a point of frustration in the marriage because you're expecting someone to give you something that only God can give you. So I love that you pointed that out. And you know, it seems like, you know, as you got in your word and became stronger in your faith, then you started to be fulfilled in your life
1: Yes, through God. That's right. God. Yeah. Yeah. The cup that I was asking my husband to fill could only be filled by the Lord. And I, I didn't see that until cancer hit me, you know, and I knew I was suffering. So I had stopped smoking for a while. And what I learned during that time was that I had anxiety mm-hmm. and I, I didn't deal with it because I was always high. And when you're high, especially from marijuana, you feel chill, you know, like you could be going through whatever and it's like not that big of a deal. But when I stopped smoking, I realized how much anxiety I carried and I had an anxiety attack when I was pregnant with my first child. And I, I learned very quickly that my coping mechanisms when it came to stress were non-existent. You know, people told me I was positive and people loved my energy and all the things that people say. But it was all false because mm-hmm. I was not actually myself. I was in an altered state all the time. And I didn't stop smoking I didn't give up all drugs. I gradually gave up drugs over time, psychedelics and other, you know, things. Um, and it and marijuana was the last thing. And it wasn't until 2019, I don't even know how old I was. 31. I was 31 and I started smoking when I was 16, you know? Wow. All that time I didn't really deal with stuff. And so then I s you know, then we went to this pandemic and I realized. I know that I'm I tend to be anxious and how am I going to get through this, you know, because all this stuff is happening and that's when the stress levels, you know, shot through the roof and I did drink more during that time and the cancer spread during that time because I had scans all, you know, all those years I had to get scans every few months and the mm-hmm. scans didn't start getting worse until 2020 and that's when we knew I needed to, you know, do chemo cuz the the mass was actually mm. huge in my neck, okay. and um, and like I said, like I was looking to my husband to be this person that he couldn't be because he wasn't even that on his own. You know, how could he muster up the the wherewithal to be emotionally supportive if he didn't give himself the same support? You know, he didn't speak to himself the way that I wanted him to speak to me, mm-hmm. and um, and it was, it was. God's word that brought me comfort. I remember studying Galatians and studying Ephesians and studying parts of first Peter. And I just, it was like, you know, when you, you see something for the first time for what it is and it like hits you in the face, like Mm -hmm. it kind of knocks you out. I feel like God's word just punched me in the head. And I was just like, Oh dang, I definitely, I needed to have done this a long time ago, but it was through that, right? And I, I thank God that I was diagnosed with cancer because, and that it happened when I was far from all my family and friends, all of them, because I only had God. I had no one to, to lean on. And my husband worked nights, so we were on opposite schedules. I didn't even talk to him until weekends because he was working or sleeping. And I couldn't have leaned on anybody else. It was like I was stripped of all my comfort and all of my crutches and god was like i'm all you got he <laughs> took the words right out of my
0: mouth because that's that's all I, as you were talking that's all i could think was god stripping stripping you and i'm like you know i feel like when god is really going to bless you use you or whatever that is what happens first he strips you mm-hmm. of everything because if he's not first Because the Bible does say that God is a jealous God. So if he's not first, if you have other idols, if you have, you know, anything before him, he will strip you and not to be, not to be mean, you know, he, God is not a a mean God. He's just, he knows that we need him first. And so like, I feel like, you know, that's what I went through doing during heartbreak during heartache. It's like, you know, God was stripping me of things. And, you know, he was like, I need to be first. And it wasn't until you just kind of get alone with him. You have to get alone with God and not have everybody in your ear telling Mm -hmm. you this, giving you their opinions, you know, all these things. And, you know, and then as you connect with him, he starts connecting you with the right people as a support system, as an accountability partner, like everything that you need. But it's him first. You need him first. And so um, I'm so glad that, you, you know, you said that. And so uh, we've been on, I can talk about this forever. Like, Yeah, <laughs> we'll have to come back this. to it. Yeah, <laughs> we've been here for a while, but I'm, I'm trying to see how we can even wrap this up because this conversation is so good. Um, I, I guess like, and oh, the other thing that you said, you were like, you thank God that, you know, that you were diagnosed with cancer. And, you know, it takes getting to a really, really strong place to say something like that. Because um, I remember saying, you know, it was, Who says Paul said it was good for me that I was afflicted, Mm -hmm. you know, and so it's like that scripture is one of um, has become one of my favorites because without it, you know, I felt like purpose could not have been unveiled. You know, identity could not have been unveiled. Healing could not have taken place had I not been afflicted. So can you just kind of I guess we can wrap up with how all of this led to purpose in your life?
1: yeah. An unrelated conversation, but ties in, is that I struggled with finding meaning in my career, and that was part of why I was so anxious during that season, that really long season, especially when I was just diagnosed with cancer. So in a way, the cancer diagnosis gave me an excuse to like take time off from work and um, just focus on me. But over it, ne- it's still even at that point, I still didn't know what direction God was taking me in. And I was finding myself like getting depressed and frustrated and anxious. And so when I ended up going through chemo and being in the word, I was fasting regularly to help with the side effects of chemo. So I would fast for three days and like, well, two days and change of just water. And I would take chemo and then I would end up starting to eat like over 24 hours later so that the chemo wouldn't affect, um, my body as much as it could. And there's research that supports that. So during those times where I was fasting, I was only in the word. Um, cause you know, you start to feel like the physical pain of fasting and you have to like really rely on God to get you through it. Yes. And so I remember, um, praying over what to do in the future. Like if it's your will that I'd be healed, what will you have me focus on? And I had a podcast at the time and he made it clear to discontinue that he made it clear to take on clients. He made it clear when not to take on clients, um, even in the middle of taking chemo. And he ended up essentially having like a download for me onto my brain for the podcast now. And um, I realized the trend in all the women that I was serving over the years was that they all suffered from some level of anxiety. And I could relate to that because so did I. Um, but I found myself being in the word more and struggling with anxiety way less to the point where it was a question like, do I actually struggle with anxiety? You know? Mm-hmm. And um, that's not to say that I don't now, it still comes up, but it was through this and especially in this season when, you know, I, I had wanted for my husband for a really long time to be my cheerleader as I was, like, building a business and, like, coaching and all that. And he's that's just not his personality. His personality is, like, if you're going to do the thing, you got to do it. Like, you don't need someone to cheer you on for you to keep going. Like, you better commit to it and go. And I needed that because that's like what entrepreneurship takes you know so i started a business all these all these years before and it kept shifting and it was in this season of being in chemo and being in god's word that he made it clear the direction to take it and now the podcast has grown to almost 10,000 downloads and we're only 7 months 8 months in you know wow. it took a whole year to get to 800 downloads on the last podcast I had. And God showed me that it took, you know, to just cancel that. So I canceled it against the advice of an expert podcaster. You know, Steph, we're both in Steph's group. She was like, just rebrand. And I was like, but that's not what God's telling me to do. So I didn't take her advice. I just went with what God was showing me. And we hit 800 downloads in a month, where it took Mm -hmm. a year on the last one, you know. and now the The number of women who reach out to me and share your podcast has helped me. Your podcast made me want to get into my Bible more. You know that's been the thing that has been the most uh, rewarding part of it. And you know I opted not to take on clients this year because God made it clear that my sole mission right now is to help encourage women to get back in the word. And that's all I'm doing. You know, I'll give the life coaching advice. I'll do the productivity talks. But a big part of what I do is sharing God's word and encouraging women and helping equip women to figure out how to get into the word consistently because without your daily bread, you're going to starve spiritually and it's going to affect every other part of your life.
0: Mm. You're so right about that. That daily bread, like it's I think people are like, um, I need to get it, you know, when we say get in our Bibles and they think they have to read chapters and chapters a day and stuff no. like that. But it's like get you a little piece, you know, it's the daily bread that the, the the I I hate to use the word habit, but it is a habit. Like you it have is. to give, um train yourself to be disciplined to read. And that's why I talked about in another episode when I talked about um keys to kick your your spiritual growth it's like, you know, if you're not reading your Bible at all, well, you don't need to start off by reading a whole chapter a day. You start off by reading a verse a day. You know, if you're reading a verse, how about you read two? You know, like that's just, if you're already reading a chapter, then maybe you want to read a chapter and a half, like, you know, but we want to grow from where we are. So I love that you're doing that and you're helping women to get into their word because the, the, um, getting a little i think people get intimidated and they're like i don't have a time to read the whole chapter so i'm not gonna read anything today Mm -hmm. and it's like no get you a verse at least so that way you can get your daily bread and when you pray, you know you again it doesn't have to be super long if you're if that's not where you are but you have to get something you have to get some time with god every day so that you know, you have an a opportunity to connect with him and build that relationship. It'll get to the point, you know, of being all the things that maybe you envision it being. But as of right now, you got to get started. And so, can you just leave us like with a little tip of how you know how do you advise uh, women to really like get their spiritual growth going?
1: I think about it this way. I um, I really. Believe that if you don't make a decision, you're not gonna do anything. Like, the first thing you have to do is decide, right? You can't just follow Christ, you have to make a decision, right? People have t shirts that say, I decided, you decided to follow Christ. So, just like you decided to follow Jesus, you have to decide to get to know God because the way that we know Him is through His revelation of Himself, which is the Word. So, until you make a decision, and I know it's hard for some people. I work with the women who have a hard time pulling the trigger, and don't, you know, have that anxiety of kind of the finality of of making a choice. Right? I don't know. I'm afraid. Just decide. I just dis- I'm deciding today that I'm going to commit to reading the Bible every day, and then from there, you start off with that one verse. I think the best thing you can do is digest one verse at a time because one verse is so packed. like There is absolutely intention and meaning behind every word in the Bible. So if you're just taking in one verse, you can meditate on what that verse is, right? If you're a person who has to understand the why, find a commentary and listen to it, right? People talk about all the things on YouTube and they have podcasts on it. I do that on my podcast. If you wanna understand the background of a verse, it's very helpful that way you can actually take the verse for what God intended it to be, right? But if you're just starting to get acquainted with the Lord and you really want to dig into his word little by little, just a verse at a time like you said, right? Very simple and not a lot of pressure, you know. If you if you struggle with the hunger for it, pray for that. But I think the 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 one thing that I tend to do is journal. I've always been a journaler. I was a blogger when I was, you know, the internet just started on all the blogging sites, and I always have been a writer. So I'll I'll journal about a verse, or I'll journal and then incorporate the verse into my journaling and into my prayer. Um, and I like doodling. So maybe you take that verse and later on, as some stress relief or just some downtime, you're doodling the verse, right? Or you're just, you know, revisiting it, or maybe just listening to the Bible app if you have the. Bible app, the Bible app will read to you. Very simple, right? The, as long as you're you're pursuing the way to do it, right? If you're if you're committed to doing it, you're gonna find a way to do it. So just like you commit to going to your job every day, you commit to being there for your kids, you commit to getting sleep every day, you can commit to a verse a day, you know?
0: Awesome, awesome. Erica, this has been such a rich conversation, such an amazing conversation. Thank you for taking time to share your story with us. And um, God is using you so great and so mightily. And I know that you are blessing the women who you work with and who listen to your podcast. And, you know, you're just helping them to really like digest and then grow and thrive. Just like with physical food, we eat it, we digest it and we grow and thrive physically. And so the same happens in the spirit.
1: So tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah. So um, I try not to be on social too much. I think it's unhealthy. But you can hit me up um, on Instagram and I'll eventually message you back at Mrs. Diaz Castro. Um, the best way to connect with me is actually inside of my Facebook group. I lead Bible study in there. And right now oh. we're in Jonah. We're just doing a couple verses a day because that's that's all you need, right? Yeah. I, I could talk 20 minutes on two verses. So oh. um, so the Facebook group is herrenewstrength.com forward slash community. Or you can just listen to the podcast if you want to get a flavor for how I show up. And that's herrenewstrength.com forward slash podcast.
0: Awesome. Well, you guys, I will put all of her links in the show notes so that you have easy access to them. And again, Erica, thank you so much for sharing with us. And I hope we get to connect again really soon.
1: Yes. Bye, guys. Bye.
0: Sis, how great was that? I told you you were so going to enjoy Erica's story, like just to hear everything from part one and see it come full circle in part two was just so incredible, so amazing. God really, I mean, used everything that she went through for her good. He used it for her good because she loves him and she is called according to his purpose for her. And so I tell y'all that all the time, that scripture is not just words on a page, y'all. It has come alive in her life and I love it. And she said so many great things, y'all. Like, I love how open she was about, you know, the struggles that she had with addiction, even while battling cancer, and how she told God, like, you know, she thought that he was the only one that was going to be able to take that away from her. And so she prayed, God, take it away. And he did. And, you know, I talk to y'all a lot about, you know, numbing the pain whenever you're dealing with um, heartbreak, because that's what we talk about, you know, um, here on this podcast. But, you know, just knowing that you're looking for fulfillment in the world you're desperate for healing you're desperate for happiness you're desperate for all the things even Erica talked about like she wanted her husband to do things and to be this person that he really wasn't and it was frustrating for her it was upsetting to her and until she really was able to realize that she wanted her husband to be God and to play God in her life and so it wasn't until she like really had that revelation that you know she was able to really just surrender and seek those things in God and she was able to find it. She was able to find it. And so I want you to know that all the things that you think that you need another person for, seek God for that. Allow him to fill your voids, allow him to heal your heart, allow him really just to come through, allow him to show you, give you revelation on things on the areas of your life that may just kind of be unclear to you right now. I really pray that you gain peace and you gain clarity, you gain healing, all the things that you need, right? And one thing that Erica said, you know, as she started really talking about how she helps women to um, grow spiritually, she said, um, without your daily bread, you're going to starve spiritually And it's going to affect every other part of your life. Y'all, that to me was so powerful because she's right. She's right. I talk to y'all all the time about the importance of, you know, growing spiritually, growing closer to God, reading his word. I mean, earlier this week, for the past two weeks, we've been talking about you know, combating the lies of the enemy. And how do we do that? With the word of God. We do that through God's word. So, you know, it's so important, even if it is, like she said, just a verse a day, digesting a verse a day. That's all you really need. If that's all you can handle, don't feel bad about that. Take your verse a day, get your daily bread, because, you know, if you read a chapter in one day and then don't read anything again for like two weeks, then that doesn't really help you either. You need to get your daily bread in, sis, okay? We're becoming disciplined, we're growing, and we're thriving in here, okay? So, sis, I know somebody needed this episode. You know somebody. You know somebody who needs to hear this. Share, 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 share. If you don't mind, share it on your socials and tag me or just send it in a text to a friend, to a sister, to somebody that you know needs to hear it. Don't keep it to yourself girl not this one not this one all right i love y'all guys i can't wait to connect with y'all again soon i'm gonna have some good stuff coming for y'all in september can't wait to share it with y'all and i will be doing that really really soon love you until next time bye sis hey sis listen if you've been blessed changed or inspired by this podcast in any way Please subscribe to the podcast and leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts. This is the number one way that you can thank me and show support for the show. Also, if this podcast blessed you, don't keep it to yourself, do a quick share and bless someone else. Please know I am so grateful for each and every one of you and I would love to hear from you. Come connect with me and other like minded individuals in my Facebook group called Christian Women Overcoming Heartbreak and Finding Purpose. I can't wait to meet you back here really soon until then remember to love the life you have while you're making it better love you sis